All right, if you got pulled off a wait list for PA school two weeks before the program started and had to move to go to this program, would you do it? Well, Joshua did, and we're going to hear from him today. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club Podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. All right, before we get to our interview, we are welcoming a new sponsor on the podcast this month. And I want to introduce you to Stride Funding. Everyone always asks about how to pay for PA school, and this is a very interesting, innovative alternative to traditional student loans. Instead of being faced with ridiculous interest rates and paying for 10, 20, 30 years, Stride Funding offers income share agreements, which means you would pay a small percent of income after you graduate over a shorter time frame than a traditional student loan. So usually you're looking at about a five-year plan at around 4 to 10% of your income. No interest, no principal amount, and a grace period that will start before, well, after graduation, but before payments begin. And then there's also flexibility around some unexpected life events. Um, But you can go to stridefunding.com to learn more, and we will have a link in the description as well. That'll get you straight there so that you can check it out, see if it's something that's going to work for you, and maybe save you some money in the long run. Hey guys, there are so many goodies in today's episode. So number one, Joshua got his MPH before going to PA school, which is interesting because I know we've been talking about some combined programs lately, Um, but he actually did it ahead of time. And so we're going to talk about that. And then his story of getting off the wait list, I think is one of my favorite ever. It's great. And you'll hear him talk about in the interview, but we actually did a mock interview. Um, He did one through the PA platform a couple years ago, like in 2018. And I remember it and I didn't tell him this, but I remember he seemed just kind of exhausted by the process and just kind of over it at that time, which he talks a little bit about. And sometimes you can definitely see that in the interview, but he made it happen. And he is now a PA student at Sacred Heart University. So we talk about that in today's interview and it is, it is a good one. Like just definitely, Someone who has a very realistic journey to PA school, great advice, um, and I'm so thankful that he reached out willing to share his personal story. So I think you're going to enjoy this. Um, Let's see. So today, I don't know if I have any big announcements for you. I hope everyone's CASPA application stuff is going well. Um, I'm Savannah, by the way, Durham PA, PA platform person. Um, But yeah, CASPA's in full swing. And um, as always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at the PA platform or just shoot me an email, um, savannah at the PA platform.com or if it's easier info because my name doesn't have an H on the end. Little fun fact there. All right. Well, we'll get into the interview because I know you guys just can't even wait. But before we do, let's talk about My PA Resource and PA School Prep, our sponsors of the podcast, which we're very thankful for. My PA Resource is a personal statement editing service specifically for PA school applicants. We edit on content, grammar, and flow, and mainly that content is the most important part in making sure you're answering the prompt of YPA. I've been editing a lot of statements lately, and that is one of the biggest mistakes I see is that at the end of it, I can't find your answer to why you want to be a PA. 
So if you have your essay edited, I can guarantee we're going to help you find that and put it in there. So if you need that help, check out myparesource.com and use future PA as the discount code. Um, as well as PA school prep, if you are getting ready to start school in the fall or struggling um, to kind of figure out if you need to refresh on anything, just check out paschoolprep.com and see if that looks like a good option for you. It's an online course that focuses on a refresher on anatomy, physiology, and med terms. Um, so you can look at that and also use that code FUTUREPA for a discount as well as on the PA platform. All right, let's hear from Joshua and I think the, I think you're really going to like this one. So my name is Joshua Rosnatsky. Um, I'm currently a PA student uh, in my didactic year. Uh, we're coming towards the end of our second trimester, which is really exciting. Um, got one more left before clinicals. Uh, so I did, before going to PA school, I did a MPH. I did that at University of Albany. Um, it's one of the SUNY schools up in New York. And uh, before that, I was working as a scribe, getting my experience, working as a physical therapy aide, um, really trying to soak it all in, really um, try to learn as much as I could before I got into PA school. You have a lot of different experiences for us to touch on. Um, <laughs> what kind of brought you to the PA profession? Um, so when I was first looking at the PA profession. I didn't know much about it. My dad actually brought it up to me. It was similar to how your story yeah, same. was. Um, and I, I looked it up and I was like, okay, this is similar. I was originally thinking medical school, kind of like the, the, the normal route that usually people would take. Um, and then I started working in the field and I really liked working directly with the patients, you know, having the time to really get to know them as a person, because from my perspective, I thought, okay, you're going to have better patient outcomes. If you really get to know your patient, you're able to tailor treatment to them. And I, as I was reading up on the PA profession, um, that's something that I saw they did. And it wasn't, um, and it wasn't so significantly different from going to medical school and becoming a doctor. Um, and to be honest, like I was when I was going and working as a scribe, I was working in urology at the time. And just to see the life of what a physician went through, it was so different to compare to their PA counterparts in the same office. And and there was just something about that that I didn't enjoy as much as what I saw the PAs doing. Interesting. Okay, so shadowing or not shadowing, but working actually is kind of where you yeah. got your confirmation or decision there. Okay, so well, I'm gonna jump a like a little bit ahead and then go back. Um, okay. You took you went to an MPH program. Was that yeah. to help you to get into PA school, or because that's something you have an interest in, or a little bit of both? So originally. Um, I was looking at PA MPH programs okay. and I thought, I thought originally, okay, I want to have my MPH no matter what. I think that'll be a great addition to eventually working in clinical practice and addressing whatever I would learn as an MPH um, and be able to translate it over. Um, to touch on the getting in part, um, a I mean, I did a little bit, but I didn't so much think 
that it would be the like the the diamond thing that would get me in it was more of a i want to do this anyway so if i have to take the long road i'll take the long road to go to school mm -hmm. because no matter what it's gonna help me uh in the end okay so it wasn't like you had a very low gpa you were trying to improve or anything i mean i'm sure it boosted it and helped everything yeah. everything helps but um yeah. it was more of of an interest yeah it was more okay. of an interest um i did a my concentration was in biomedical science so i was able to tailor it to more of the things that are like going on right now with covid19 um i was able to learn like all the emerging infectious diseases the different technologies <laughs> how this epidemiology impacts later on how can you do a, just a variety of things that can affect different patient populations um and i think it really helped me as of right now be, being in pa school i think it's really helped me um really connect the two i would say because it's it, there's more to medicine than the uh clinical side and there's a lot of external factors that play a significant role that's interesting because I've, I've talked to a couple people recently who did the combined programs and mm -hmm. they also just had like a very genuine interest in public health and involving that in the PA profession. And I think it's cool and a good thing that more programs are focusing on that and offering that because it does, yeah. you know, just make us more well-rounded overall. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So let's jump back a little bit. So, Walk us through kind of your timeline and your PA school application cycles. Okay. So I applied in 2016, right after I graduated uh, undergrad. And I don't think that was the best idea because I felt I maybe wasted some money <laughs> on that part. Um, and looking back at it, I was not ready. I wasn't mature. I didn't, I don't think I knew exactly where i was going with it i just knew i wanted to do medicine so bad and wanted to get in and get right to it but looking back i definitely was not ready for that wasn't ready for pa school i wouldn't be doing i wouldn't have done well in pa school um there's definitely a maturity component that comes with it uh and that's something i can definitely advise to some people if you don't if you just want to go in there and do it um that's great but i think you got to be mentally ready also um and i think that's what's been helping me as of right now um so that was the first one i applied to like 12 programs um i heard back and it was rough getting uh rejection letters at least twice a month it, it was it was it was hard it was <clears throat> it was something that i was i wasn't used to getting rejection after rejection after rejection and i was waiting for the time that somebody gave me the shot to to go to school and and show them i'm ready for this um and I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I, and admissions committee saw that they, 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 they knew. What part um, of your application wasn't ready? I think it was mainly my personal statement. Really? I, I couldn't, 
I couldn't give a legitimate reason for PA, like a, a solidified reason for PA school. I really had to, I think I had experienced more than there, than I had in undergrad or even prior to undergrad. There's just so much more that rounds a person than the, the curriculum that you go through as an undergrad. And then we went on to our second, uh, our second time applying. <clears throat> this time I was, I was doing my MPH and at this point uh, I applied to seven programs and I did a practice interview with you and that really helped. So um, thank you. And then uh, <laughs> okay. I, also, I also got your book, which was, I read that like every night um, that really gave me like a, how to do the interview, really get in there and like show them who I am as a person to help get in. Um, but even then I was still getting wait lists. I was getting, I got a couple of rejections and I was just getting down on myself. I didn't, I was, I was almost about to say, you know what, maybe PA school wasn't in my cards and almost didn't reapply. Um, which, which was, it was, it was hard to think that was something that was very difficult to come to terms with almost and so i was i was job searching for uh things related to public health and it's a funny story because i was actually on vacation and i hadn't done anything for like three two three months because i just graduated from my mph and i was just applying the jobs and I was on vacation, I was at the beach and I just got a call one morning and I was like, I don't know this number. I, I didn't answer it because I was like, I've gotten spam calls from uh, plenty of places recently. And I was like, all right, we're not gonna answer this. And then they left me a voicemail and I was I was just like, what in the world? So I, so I listened to the voicemail and it was one of my professors saying, hey, we wanna discuss you coming to school. Um, we wanna, take you off the wait list and uh that's pretty much it then it was it was pretty much a, a decision where i knew where i had to go which was and it was it was it was it was so exciting i was running around the house jumping up and down and <laughs> of course I, I i called my parents and they were like what what wait what they were so confused they were like you're really just and you're really just gonna go do this and i was like yeah i'm just gonna go do it it was like two weeks before the semester started oh my god so gosh. i had to get all done to find a place to live like the whole the whole nine yards so it wait was, when did you was, interview i interviewed in <clears throat> december okay it was december 13th 2019 okay and i got in august it was like august 1st oh my god we started like two weeks after that's awesome yeah it was, <laughs> it was my girlfriend wasn't happy about no. it but, um, that's gonna get know, so like, many I, people tons of hope <laughs> <laughs> that that's my that's one of my biggest things that i can tell somebody is like don't lose hope like as many rejection letters as you get you you gotta keep keep going keep your your positivity there and like don't don't discount yourself because somebody's going to give you that chance that you deserve to to be there. That is awesome. Well, yeah, congrats. <laughs> <laughs>
that's what uh, one of my best friends and she was my medical assistant she had a similar thing happen where she got off the wait list and she had a month essentially until school started so it was this really a little bit longer than you but it was it was pretty pretty quick turnaround to get in so wow okay well that's awesome um (laughs) um so then how has school been it's been really good yeah i can't really complain about it it's it's there's one thing i can say is that it's a it's definitely a roller coaster yeah you're you're gonna have your times where you're upside down and you're doing a corkscrew and you don't know which way is up or down and you're just flying through everything um pretty much but i mean it's definitely doable it's definitely doable as long as you manage your time do you really do you you think um how do i phrase this so like you said you matured a lot and felt more ready now do you think going through the mph program prepared you to handle pa school better than undergrad or they're still just very different i mean they're different but i definitely think the coursework put me at the level that you needed to be at for graduate of a graduate level program um it's kind of like you expected you expected to have this type of course load like you had to take care of this you had to be up on your stuff you had to do the reading um and that's just that that's something that i've learned um definitely need to be up on your stuff for every class no matter what it is um but yeah i mean the the mph program definitely helped like i kind of i had i had the standard that you were to be held at and where you're supposed to be that i think i mean i think anything it's just pa school is very different and it's hard to explain to someone yeah. how how different it is and how intense it is. And I'm sure people get sick of hearing that um, before they actually get to it. So, yeah, it's just tough. And I could definitely say that the MPH wasn't as intense as this by far. Gotcha. When you compare the two, I had time to, if I wanted to sleep in, I could sleep in on a weekend or, or I had time in the morning before class to just relax it's just not not the case right now yeah so it's definitely it's definitely a, like a if you're going 100 miles an hour on a roller coaster non-stop for all the time so how many people are in your class so we have uh 41 okay it's pretty yeah. common kind of mid-size yeah. um okay this question would get you in trouble if you asked in an interview but uh how many guys and how many girls are in your class um so we only have seven guys and we have um there's not the whole rest of the class is uh girls so i mean <laughs> it, it it doesn't bother me because we all get along so well so because we all know we're all, we're all in the same boat there's no there's no differences honestly i I think our class gets along really well. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun. Um, I just asked yeah, that question. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah. there's a lot of talk and sometimes it comes up in like the PA groups I'm in on Facebook about how the profession is so much skewed towards females, um, which is interesting because even I think 
in the past couple of years, it was one of the very first years that more females were accepted to medical school than guys. Mm -hmm. Like it was, I think like 51% or something. Um, But I know at my program, they always wanted guys. Like they Mm -hmm. wanted to have more male presence, but for some reason it was just more, the way they described it was like, there's more qualified females applying, but like if a qualified Mm -hmm. guy applies, like we want him here if he Mm -hmm. is a good fit. So I was just curious, since I graduated a while ago, if that had changed mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. But nope, about the same. So we had 44 no, I mean, and 11 guys. I mean, that's kind of like, I have friends in other programs. And that's kind of how it is. Yeah. I don't think it's really cool all that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, from what I've heard is that the PA profession was male-driven yeah. in the beginning. Right. Until about recently. And the same thing with medical school. And a lot so, of our leadership is, is yeah. male, which is interesting to me because of i don't know um just curious how long is the program uh it's 27 months okay so we'll be graduating in december of 2021 gotcha that's not that far away um i'm really good i'm getting excited my girlfriend actually has a countdown (laughs) in her phone and i looked at it today and i was like holy moly we started at this many days and now it's only this yeah it's it, gonna fly it's yes <laughs> especially once you get to clinicals because the how long are y'all's rotations uh so they're five weeks and it's 15 months okay so we only have a 12 month didactic which i heard okay. is is rare for yeah it is program. yeah ours was the opposite it was 15 and 12 so okay yeah but that rotations are interesting because like Ours were four weeks, but as soon as you get comfortable somewhere, you move on and it's time for something Uh new. And so those fly by too. Um, And as soon as you know it, you're kind of done with those. But um, what has been the hardest class for you so far? Oh, man. Uh, Pharmacology is pretty hard. Farm, Farm is, that's a whole other animal. Yeah. As our our we actually have a pharmacist who teaches us pharmacology, uh, and he he even said it's 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 hard. Like you have a whole degree on far mm-hmm. on being a pharmacist. Yeah. So to really learn pharmacology in in your own your window of time for didactic whatever that is, it's hard to do. Yeah, it's a lot of memorization at that stage, and then it's really not until clinical that you can apply it and understand it versus when you're just Mm -hmm. trying to memorize it and read about it that was mine too only test i failed yeah um (laughs) i haven't done that yet (laughs) okay good you're probably in the clear it was my very first farm test and well and i say failed i got like a 70 i don't remember our cutoff i think it was 75 and i got like a 74 so yeah that's what i yeah i'm like okay i was close come on (laughs) um but it was fine um okay so um you got a little while till clinicals we talked a little bit about this beforehand but with all of this covid stuff y'all have moved to primarily online how has that transition been it's been different especially with the testing way we're doing it now um do they video you or something yeah, they video us. So they're we have to set our we have an app. 
what is it? it's called it's webex it's like a it's almost like that zoom thing that everybody's yeah. using right now but we're 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 set into proctor groups and we have to have our phone at such an angle and such a position to make sure that there's no funny business going on it, it like we thought that our tests were strict in the classroom we've taken that uh, about a hundred percent more than how strict it now is oh my god it's crazy like you have to like show them the whole room you have to show what's on the desk you have to show them your scrap paper front and back you have it, like it i'd rather just take a test <laughs> in the classroom <laughs> that sounds very intimidating <laughs> which was originally what was happening so we were actually we were able to be in class taking tests still but we had to have the lectures outside of class online so originally we were starting off we'd come and take our test leave and then what happened is as more covid cases came out we went directly to online so it's been interesting it's been very different than in class and sometimes it's like it's a little lonely because you want to you have the people that you sit next to and you're you're so used to just like saying something really quick in class like a little like joke here and there to lighten the mood and then you're by yourself and your mic's off so you can't communicate with them as yeah. well um so i mean it's it's different um does it make you wish your your whole program was online like the yale programs or you prefer the in-person i'm an in-person type of learner so um it, i don't know is it's sometimes it's hard to be online like it's hard to be in class for the amount of time you are during school but then it's that much harder to do it online because you have like everything else around you you have like you have tv you have you're in a comfortable chair you're you could be sitting on a sitting in a lazy boy relaxing yeah. with your cup of coffee and you barely paying attention um so that's definitely one of the challenges um yeah i mean it, it's just a whole different environment <laughs> hopefully um, they'll be able to get you <laughs> get you back back in the classroom soon is there anything that you found that makes it easier or a little i, I feel like i have more time like i have a little more time to learn material because it's forcing you to go over it mm -hmm. um so so like at least with the way i would study is i have class i'd go work out just to get away from medicine for a little bit and then i'd get back into it um with this i'm able to go right from class to if I wanted to take like a break and just watch TV and study, or I could just go straight to working out because once I turn the class off, I turn the class off and I can do whatever. So it makes my schedule a little bit easier to go around. Um, but yeah, for anybody that's going into a, a program uh, soon, it's, it's, you're going to notice that it's, you're going to start on if you start online and you go then you're in class it's going to be really different i think you'll probably like it being in class because you have people to interact with yeah 
Um, and especially like coming in as a new student, I think that's going to be a little hard to settle yourself and really get to know everybody just because you, like at least where our program is right now, it's everybody's on each other's side. And, and that's, that's what I've heard about every program so far is that you're there for each other. And I think it's going to be hard. Like you have that moral support from everybody just being with each other every day. So I think it's going to be a little hard in the beginning, but once you, I mean, hopefully this doesn't go on long. So once you get back in the classroom, um, it'll be nice to see everybody's face and really get to know them um, as a person because you'll be with them every single day for as long as your didactic year is. Yeah, well, hopefully you'll get in, in the classroom soon and this won't disrupt too much yeah. for you because, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely tough. Um, well, thank you so much. I'm so glad you got into school and were able to share your story with us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, is there anywhere where it, it's up to you if people can send you questions or they can send them to me and I can forward them to you? But um, yeah, I mean, uh, you have my uh, I can you can give people my email. Um, I'm on Instagram. You can shoot me a message. Um, yeah, I'm pretty open. If you want to ask me questions and and get to know what PA school is like, what the profession's like, what, what just what my life is like <laughs> in school, shoot me a message, email me. Any, it's it's completely fine. Okay. I have no problem <laughs> helping people. Well, I'll send them your way. I'm sure you. I'm sure you'll get some questions. So. <laughs> well, thank you so so much. No problem. It was my pleasure being on here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, I stopped our recording.